Hi, you're on Jewish Producer Presents, and uh, this is uh, another episode of Inflammatory Talk. Uh, I have a guest, Seraphim of Nazareth. I know I murdered the name, but I'm going to play a song, and then we'll talk to her, and she'll correct me, because I'm probably wrong.
Wow. Whoa. My mind's blown. <laughs> My mind is blown. So good. Yeah. So good. What the hell? I had no idea. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I had no idea. Like, you know, I file, follow a bunch of people on different things, and I've seen your name and seen your comments for a while, but um, I have to admit, and I don't always go in, like, start listening to people's songs and all that stuff, but, um, man, I, I've, I, I think about four or five people that I know have heard this tonight, and they're all like, oh, shit, that's really good. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's cr thank you for for coming on and um and then we can uh, talk a little bit and uh, I found it funny that the the few times I played that song it's in some kind of weird YouTube loop. So right after it plays that it plays Post Malone. Are you familiar with with that musician at all? No, it sounds familiar. No. What 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 enlighten me? He, um, I only know him because he was uh, at Coachella, and I didn't go to Coachella, but I happened to live stream r right when B you know before Beyonce came on. I wanted to watch Beyonce, and um, uh -huh. and so right he came on. Post Malone played right on stage before uh, they, you know, right before her set, and I was like, oh, who is this guy? And he's just like this. Um, he's a white guy in that very um you know heavily black sounding kind of um power 106 uh, fm if you know what i mean kind of music uh -huh, that's yeah yeah very yeah, hip you. it's not quite hip-hop it's not quite art i don't know what it is anymore it's like this weird you know it sounds like they they have like maybe like 10 different kinds of tracks they lay and they all kind of do these like songs over these lays it's like really bizarre but Anyways, I, I found it interesting that every time I play your song, his follows yours, <laughs> whether it's on my cell phone or on my computer. I have no idea why, but yeah, oh wow, I have to have to look that up. I have yeah. no idea. Nah, have I haven't I haven't heard him yet. He's interesting. He has a grill, and he, you know he's got these kind of like very melodic um, sounding R and B ish songs. They're, they're pretty good, but uh, but anyways, so. Wow, like, uh, first of all, um, I didn't want to get too much, I, I read a little bit about you, and um, I, I don't know your whole take on, on things, I know you're, you're part Creole, right? Yeah. Or, or you were raised yeah. Creole, does that mean you're black, white, or Creole? <laughs> I don't know what that ever means, French, what does that mean? It, it, mean, it means I'm mixed blood, I'm mixed, <laughs> uh, my, yeah. My my mom's uh, Puerto Rican and Haitian, Haiti, like black. Whoa, uh, nice. And, yeah, and she's from the South, from um, Alabama. Uh -huh. So I've been Alabama, Alabama and Mississippi. And uh, so it's like, it's not like just regular black, it's like the Haitian, like Haiti kind. And then my dad is uh, Indian, uh, European, which is like white and uh, and black. And something else. <laughs> like, I was like, it's a third one. I have no idea. And I, and I was like, well, now he goes, I'm just Creole. <laughs> <laughs> there so, you go. Yeah. So I keep forgetting the last the last thing that he is. But he's like a mix. But yeah. So I'm just Creole mix. That's why you say that. That is like, fantastic. Half half. Yeah. I have like, you know, but I have like the most amazing color skin. 
and uh, lately I've been like in the sun, so so I've gotten a little bit darker. But I love it. It's like it's yeah. amazing. And it's just I don't know. It was like how did you get that dark? It was like dark is like a medium brown. <laughs> You know, I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm listening to the music. I'm looking at your pictures. I'm like, oh my God. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. That's, I, I couldn't re- really see through all the blood though. <laughs> oh yeah. I wear blood. I wear blood when I sing. It's that's not. amazing. Now, yeah. I'm just quirky like that, you know, vampire thing, you know. <laughs> is it, it, that is amazing. So do you, do you, uh, do, do you have like this live stage performance thing you do or? Is this well, mostly I do. studio work? I do. Oh. No, I do. Like now, um, I'm preparing to sing out live. Obviously, with the, the new songs, "One Fuck a Rockstar," "You Never Loved Me," and I have like a bunch of other ones. Um, "You're My Biggest Mistake," "Makeup." I have another one that I'm writing called "I Want More Drugs." And nice. No, no point intended because I don't do drugs like that. Right. However, I'm in a drug-induced genre yes. where they do drugs like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think so. it bears to to be um, explained because you know I think there's a lot of people are always like, oh my god, there's so much reference to drugs and all this, and I think yeah, that the yeah, artist yeah, gets I, lost I, in I, all that. I know, yeah, I no way encourage drug use, and I'm anti drugs like that. Like I'm anti any kind of strong mind control substance. Mm-hmm. Um, however, cocaine is from uh, plants, coca plants. That's true, and and in its purest form, it doesn't harm you. They use it for in the in the hospital a lot, you know, in surgery or used to be able to get over the counter, uh, you know, back in the day. So it's it's something that's like socially acceptable in the industry, you know. But if you yeah. go beyond that, like I can't smoke weed, uh, it doesn't agree with me. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't do pills like other people do. Like I just basically just. Do nothing or, you know, do a line or two once in a while if it's, you know, if I'm part of it's offered. Like, I don't, like, buy at all. Right, right. And yeah. um, and so, um, and, and yeah, I mean, I think I'm kind of the same way. I'm not a, much of a buyer. I, I do like some weed, but, um, I kinda, you know, like a lot of people, I think it just kind of creates a drag. And and that's the last thing yeah. I want in my life is to drag. It's already hard <laughs> enough to get out of bed some days, so you know, uh, with care, I think any of that stuff's uh, pretty good. Um, you know, I, I think all uh, personally, I think all drugs should be legal, and and people should be able to to make up their own mind. I, I don't like being told what's good or bad. And yeah, very true. However, some drugs should be. Unavailable to humans. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because some drugs just does mm-hmm. not do a human good. Right. So. No, I agree. I, I, I mean, oh, I mean, we've had the talks on on mine and many other shows I go on. It always seems to devolve into a drug conversation, you know. And uh, yeah. there's always somebody there that's like, "I've done the most drugs of all of you," and it's like, "Well, fuck you. I good for you, you know. <laughs> Great. We know some of these drugs just are a nightmare. I mean, I've I've had the I've lived through some nightmares just to." get get that sh- whatever it is out of my body and it, it's it's exactly. really it's really difficult we all? yeah it's really hard all? it's I, so I, tiring yeah i i did that before obviously uh mm-hmm. i wrote about it <laughs> yeah. bad behavior nice it's and, in a book uh, no no oh well, in, in the song actually that's coming but it's a song but that's coming as well nice um 
Oh my gosh, if you knew my life. Oh, you're going to have to come back on then when that book's ready. Yeah, uh, obviously. Like, yeah, I, I deal in the dark arts. Like, uh, I know how to do like magic and um, witchcraft, things like that. But I do it for the good, I don't do it for bad. So I have like a lot of gifts. And just with that, it comes helping people, helping um, assist the other side, like those who crossed over. And so I have a gift of that naturally. it I have to like walk through a line of life and death. I have to walk through like a double like universe. And sometimes it's kind of complicated because, you know, I'm like, okay, I have to stay focused here. <laughs> but at the same time, because I'm an elite conjurer, I have to also assist in the other alternative universe. It's like where you lose your mind. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> well, you got to keep exactly. your mind and lose your mind. It's a wow. Exactly. And, exactly. And because listen, listen, my my cousins. I was explaining to you off the air. My cousins have been in this for for forty five years. Okay, and and uh -huh. they have made their decision in life, and and that is what they do. We don't hear from them nothing until they're back in town and then you know we do you know it's usually anytime we see them it revolves around a show and uh, that's about it uh, other than that uh, you know music and, and that part of their life is 100 percent and within that you know they have to um, lose their minds somewhat uh, to be able to do what they do but then also they have to keep their minds and they've been very brilliant in their publishing and how they've handled their uh, contracts and affairs. And um, they've been on uh, I, I, countless, uh, I want to say 10 labels, but back in the day they were on Island for three albums. They were on CBS. Um, they were on Atlantic, Rhino, um, or um, yeah. So anyways, and then they, then now they kind of do it themselves and they're they, anyway, so they've been through all that. Do you deal with, do you have that kind of lifestyle where your music is kind of meeting like, is like business or a whole business end of it that you're involved into or how do you manage all of that? Yeah, I am always in the business end of it as well. That's what I'm doing right now in the middle of getting a, a new record deal. And I have my label Sin Icon Records and I've had that since like 2001. Uh, but, like, obviously, you know, I need a bigger hand right now because I want to, to you know, be crossover, and, you know, and get, you know, like a mass fan base so I can tour, you know, do like a headline tour and things like that. And so right now, um, with Clear Factory Records, you know, I'm talking with them for record deal right now. And uh, my manager is Michael Blakely from Electric Star Management, which also he's an executive producer. And uh, he looks like, you know, Virgin, things like that, Virgin Records. So... Um, I just booked a reality TV show, and uh, the culinary announced, like, go to Hollywood or go home. And besides that, he gave me my own reality TV show about uh, Supernatural. And, and that displays my magical uh, abilities, my talents. That's me and, and uh, four girls and two guys, me and six of my friends. So this is my homework that he's given me. He, I need to locate six people exactly like I am. Wow. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes. I want the real deal. So he goes, it's not like you don't have the show. You do have the show. He goes, doesn't matter how long it takes you to, to you know, get prepared for it. He goes, he's already talked to the networks and they already okay my own reality TV show, and it deals with me as the wrapped around me seraphim because I I know how to conjure. Uh, I have uh, ability to communicate on the other side. 
have like all these amazing things that I was born with, and he he wants to display it in front of the world, basically, and he wants it to be a reality show with me and six of my friends. So I'm like, I don't have six friends like myself, so I have to make friends and see if I would like them to be in the show. And he's like, he goes, I don't want somebody on the show that you don't like or just an actor. He goes, I want somebody that's real deal that you know that you you would feel comfortable being around and who's like you. So I'm like, oh my goodness, that's hard. You know, um, I don't know anybody like myself, so I've been trying to make sure. No way. This is such an eye-opening aspect of the music industry. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, we want the real deal. Like, he doesn't want anybody that's fake. So then I I tell myself, okay. So I went to myself, okay, so basically, what if we just cast for my friends? He said, but we can't do that. I said, why not? He said, I said, I could be in a room, I can ask him the question. I can cast for, you know, you know, people with special abilities like like Yukon, which is a Warlocks, whatever. Uh-huh. And I know if they're real deal or not. And he's like, he goes, well, he goes, well, I guess we probably could if we had to. He said, but I really wouldn't be like you. And uh-huh. I said, okay. So then, um, in the midst of that, then I got a phone call from him telling me that I got a book another reality TV show. So basically, I'm in the works of, of, you know, working that out, which reality TV show goes first. So regardless which one goes first, my music's um, involved and so is my movie. My I create films too. So that's involved as well. Huh. Unreal. Yeah. How long? When did you start this uh, journey? Uh you know, like doing my career, or doing the music, or doing the films. Because I, I, yeah, I, like we're, I write occult horror. Yeah. Let's go back uh, um, to when you started. Like, um, what? Like, did you just run into this? Like, out of high school? Did you? Like, what? Did, what was your path? No, no, before high school. This is wow. when I was home, and yeah, this is way before high school. Um, I used to do like, in, oh my god, eight. I think I wrote my first poetry book. So it's been like you know since then. Um, my mom used to have a grocery store, like a corner stop store in our neighborhood, uh-huh. and so I used to like work the store. You know, while behind the counter waiting for customers, I would have my notebook out and I would just, like write lyrics in my notebook. And I would like rehearse the lyrics, and so when nobody's in, I just like start singing lyrics out, singing lyrics out. And so then I got pretty good at it. And so I would sit my mom and dad down. I was like, "Oh, I got this new song." So um, it's like okay. So then I would like bore them with this new song, but it wasn't boring because it was always like something cool. And then me and my sister did talent shows to where I can actually sing um, the songs that we wrote, and it kind of went from there. Then um, from there, I came here to Hollywood, and I displayed one of my my first songs um inside of a, a movie called um rapid and rhyming <laughs> right so yeah so rapid and rhyme so were you into that that world the rapid and rhyming world is that, or or was no. it just by chance that you landed there no it was by chance okay so i've always been like a rocker chick okay? Oh, okay but i did it's like but i can i can rhyme so I can rhyme, and so it's like it's the weirdest thing. Like I can bust out a rhyme without even thinking about it, and I laugh at myself. Like, oh my gosh, did I just say that? <laughs> so yeah. Damn, I wish I could do that. I, <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. Nice. And so for the for the movie, um, they asked me. I said, "Well, uh, we want you to write a poetry, a song." And I said, "Okay." So I did this rap. It was like this, it was a rhyming song. It's like rhyming um, that I did. It was like so cute. I was like, "Oh my goodness." So he's like taking like way back to like my first, and I was, so I was doing music like when I first moved here to Hollywood, and I was like, oh I don't know, but once I was seventeen, so I thought I was like sixteen and a half, but seventeen because I left and I came back 
and then I came back here to um, to Hollywood after that. Yeah, so it started there, and then um, nice. I got into, like I said, like a few videos. So I got around like musicians, and I realized, like, no, I do want to do this because, like, I'm on a set with them, and uh-huh. you know, they have like these huge elaborate sets. They have all the girls, they have the guys, and they're like the center of attention. I was like, yeah, I can do this. I gotta I ask this. I, I gotta ask how did how did the whole thing with Trent Reznor happen? Like you ended up w- with him, right? Or hanging? Or were you, yes. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I dated him. I dated him. Um, that was a mutual friend that was doing. Uh, I met him doing the Fragile tour, and uh, a girlfriend of mine was dating uh, Leo Herrero, his friend. He was the engineer, and so when I came in town, uh, I guess she had told him about me, obviously. And so they invited me out to dinner, and we all like went out to dinner, and um, that's how that's how I met him. Uh, nice. Dinner, so I didn't know, I did not know it was going to be Trent Reznor. No, <sighs> she never told me Trent Reznor. Did, She's like, I have some friends in town. And did you know? I no, I knew of him obviously, and he was a, he was an influence of mine. But she knew he was an influence of mine because she was there when I was like writing my music and stuff. Wow! And, like when I'm rehearsing, yeah. So she never once said. Oh, by the way, it's Trent. She never wants to that. She's all. She's like, hey, I have some friends in town, and um, and they invite us out to, to to dinner. And I said, okay. So I got dressed, whatever. So we went out, and um, and then behold, it was it was Trent and his, his all of his band, his whole his whole entire band. And uh, so we're like sitting down eating, and like, but it wasn't a date though. He right. was a girl. He had a yeah, he had a girl. And so I was sitting there with like the whole band, and my girlfriend was sitting next to her guy. And so then Trent was like, he just kept looking over at me. I didn't notice that, <laughs> uh, but I didn't notice that. But his friend, his friend Leo, told my girlfriend that he goes, "Hey, I think Trent likes a girl." She goes, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah." And so then I kind of heard him when he said that. And so then when I went to go to the ladies' room. She came and she told me that. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's silly." And she goes, "No, seriously." So when I sit down, um, sure enough, I was like eating my food. He goes, pig. And I looked up and he was like, <laughs> so that was the first word he ever said to him was pig. That's like romantic. That. I, I got to try that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, because I was eating all my, I ate all my food. <laughs> nice. One thing, I can eat more than anybody could ever imagine. And so, and so, like, everybody else, like, have, like, salads or whatever. And, like, they, you know, like, they'll leave a little bit of food on their flight. I ate almost everything. And you just know, went hey. for it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I just kind of smiled. I just kind of smiled. And so then, um, so then after, after dinner, um, <laughs> his, his, yeah. So his other bandmate came to me and goes, hey, Trent wants to meet you. And, uh, yeah, he's having his friend taken home, sent home. And I said, okay. So they took me to where he was at. And um, it was at the, um, we just like went out to the Mondrant and went out to like another place, went out to a couple places that night, and had drinks and stuff and talked and you know that's kind of like how it started out. And you know he gave me his his uh, phone number, and he gave me the number to the hotel, obviously that he was at and his code his code name for the hotel. And so I was like, okay, it's cool, just you know. And um, that's one so of the most. Kind of how, that is the most rock and roll story I've heard in a long time. That's amazing, and yeah. That, and so it carried on from there, right? I mean, it just kind of... Yeah, yeah, I did. No, I did. So then he invited me to go to the E the, uh, the next day. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And then so... Dude um, works fast. He said he works fast, yeah. We well, went to steal a night, and I was like, no, I gotta go, I'm going to go home. He goes, he goes, 
no i said no i'm gonna, I'm gonna go home because i was celibate I, I was celibate at the time mm-hmm. and so i yeah so then i went home i didn't stay at the hotel and so that's why he gave me his number and stuff and then you know um he had a show in anaheim after that and he invited me to the show and so me and my girlfriend went to his concert um at the anaheim in anaheim and you know, and then it was like, then it was a bye bye celibacy. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So what happened? You go. Uh-huh. I'm just. You go to Anaheim, and you see his show, and go backstage. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we went backstage. Obviously, like backstage and everything, and yeah, you know, they had this little party thing back there. Oh man. And then, uh, yeah. Then, like after, obviously, we met. But you know, he's just like he's a cool guy. He's I like him. But that know, was when he was that that was a, when he was still like. Real was he kind of like in the tail end of what he was doing, or was he still really popular? The fragile. Oh wow! Wow! The fragile tour. That is amazing. The height of his career, like yeah. Whoa! So there must have been a lot of people around you guys. It was okay. So so then so then he flies me out to Canada. Um, Nice. So then he takes me out here. Yeah, so then he gives me a call and he goes, uh, he goes, hey, um, I want to, I want, I want to see you. I said, okay. He goes, I'm gonna fly you out here. I'm going to fly you out to Canada to my show. So I'm like, okay, that's great. So he did, and um, and so we stayed at a hotel, obviously, and it was amazing. It was an amazing show. Um, I got to, you know, I was backstage, obviously, with the with him and the whole band, and I had like my own side room, and then I walked down the hall with them with the whole band on stage what and so we walk out on stage yeah yeah this is like great all these people like exactly it was like so many people couldn't even imagine it i was like oh my goodness and so then they sit me on the side with the girlfriends and so i was i sit like right there on the side but on the stage while they performed and so then after um i guess like half the time so then he had he had one of the guys to take me to the middle because you get to see the second half of the show from the outside like from like the audience, so I was up. I was up on like this huge plateau. Uh, would have like the text and like all that, so I could see like everything like above ground. Uh, so I didn't. I wasn't with the the crowd at all. He wouldn't let me sit with the crowd at all. So I like have my own small area that I sit in, and it was like you know around the crew, around you know, you know guards, whatever. So it was super cool. Wow. And then after, yeah, yeah. So then after that, obviously, I um, went back to the dressing room. And people came to to say hello to him, and then we went to we we walk out to the tour bus, and the walk to the tour bus was like so insane. <laughs> like to be like, yeah, he grabbed my ankles. You ready? And I'm like, yeah. So then we so the door opens. We walk out to the back, and so the whole band's walking with us, and then like all these these fans like swarm around us, cameras swarm around us and stuff, and he just held my hand the whole time. It was like walking for the like in front of obviously everybody, and then um, we got to the the tour van, not van the tour bus, and then we got on the bus, and then he's like, "Was that bad?" I was like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that wasn't bad at all." So that's kind of like how it started, you know. And then um, then it went from there to you know him flying me out to his his family for Thanksgiving and Christmas and. Wow. Yeah, well, so it just kind of went from there. Yeah, I love this story. Um, now, I you know it's none none of anybody's business. So I, yeah, I'm not. I was going to ask a story, ask a question about Trent, but I don't want to do that. So, um, how long did you guys continue on 
before? Or do you still talk? Do you st- are you still together? I don't even I don't know where this ended. Yeah. Where, well, oh no, well, it had to end because then it. you went out on a date with Danzig, so it had to have ended. <laughs> okay. All right. But, so I got to hear that next. But uh, that. So what happened with Trent? What, yeah. Okay, yeah. So no, no, we never ended on a bad note. We never really, we never really, really broke up. Right. <laughs> nice. We never. Still a we chance. Never, it never really. What? There's still a chance. <laughs> He's coming back. Yeah, most, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it was just the most honesty. Like, so he was so he's touring back to back to back to back to back, and obviously, uh, he bought me a camera so I can take him take pictures every single day and send it to him, like email it to him. Mm-hmm. And stuff. So yeah. So you know, and then it just got to like they added another another year onto his tour. Oh and, like, man. Another month. Another month. Another, yeah. So I was like, okay. So I was like, well, well, I don't want to be the girlfriend that just sits here and waits for the boyfriend to come back, you know. And so I was like, I want to want to start, you know, just do my career. I want to, you know, at least yeah. do, focus on something. Yeah. And then by that time, there was all kind of like girls like. Trying like to poison me, and you know, and oh, would you? I heard this or I heard that kind of thing. Wow. So yeah, so I was like, okay, okay. So I'm just going to at least pull back a little bit, maybe, and just you know, try to focus on me, and you know, and um, so. Were good things I mean, happening? I, I, were, were, was this a, a time in your career where things started like, or were they going well for you, or or? Well, yeah. Well, okay. I, well, I was just starting out in music. So okay. I did my first album, Meet Malevolence, while, while I was, uh, right when I was dating him. Wow, uh, okay. Like, right near the end, yeah. Yeah, like right near the end of it. And, uh, yeah, so it was just like, just a, just a distance of time. Um, but we talked on the phone all the time, we emailed all the time, and then just a distance, distance of, like, time being in between. And, um, but like I said, like, nothing bad. It was, like, no bad breakup thing, like, things like, like that. But, okay. So, um... So then, your kind of your career kind of progresses. Now, yeah. what happens? The Stanzig thing. Now, I, I saw in there that it was a little unclear to me whether you played music with Danzig or you actually got together with Danzig, or is that impossible oh, yeah, to no. not separate the two? <laughs> no, me and Golden Danzig have the same like we have the same mutual friends. Oh, and we went in the studio, obviously, and um, and the. Second time we met, like he told me to pseudo. And then a second time, um, I was out. And then one of my friends walked up to me and he was all like, Hey, uh, Glenn wants to meet you. And I said, Who? Nice. Glenn, who? And, he, and uh, he's like, You did not just say that. But I did not know. He just said Glenn, but I didn't see them. I didn't see them like there. <laughs> like I was just sitting. So. <laughs> that is great. So I said, okay. Yeah, just, so, so, so we You know, Glenn, that Glenn. dude Glenn over there with the beard. Oh, yeah, that Glenn guy. Danzig, yeah. <laughs> so, he, so he would like to meet you, and he said, um, he saw me still there, and he was like, who's that? Because he was like, that's, and I'm their friend. He was like, who's that? And he said, oh, that's Soraya. He was with my Soraya at the time. So he said, I would like to meet her. So so they came and told me, and so they took me back to the table. And so, uh, so we were seeing like the rainbow at the time. Nice. And uh, it was like, obviously, like, when it was. When rock stars really went to the rainbow, <laughs> I love. I used to love the rainbow. Oh my god! Yeah, when rock stars actually went to the rainbow. Oh yeah. And uh, so, so I went to the table, and uh, I was like, all my friends were there, and, and uh, they was like, yeah, this is Soraya, and introduced to everybody, and um, and so then obviously after after we got to finish eating, once again another friend walks up and says, uh, Glenn would like 
you know, to to meet you after this. Like, if you want to go, you know, my studio, go out, whatever. And I was like, and that, I think I think it was my said, Glenn, and I was like, last name. He goes, he's like, my friend goes, she's not you. I was like, oh my god, Danzig. Was it like I wasn't? I'm not a big groupie, you know. what I mean, like, like I know it was Glenn Dance of the Misfits. If you said it's the Misfits, because we know him from the Misfits, right? So, right. So I know the band, the Misfits, and I know Glenn Dance from the Misfits, but I didn't know that was the same Glenn. You know what I mean? And so then my friend's like, you did not just say that. I was like, oh, you, you, you butthead. You didn't tell me. <laughs> well, so come on. To be fair, right. Not everybody, not everybody know, would know that. I, I think Dan, Danzig's kind of a, an out there kind of personality. Yeah. Well, well, when I saw him, I met him. I knew obviously who he was, who was misfit. But when he said Glenn, he just said on a first name basis. I, it could be anybody, but but I was all like, I'm nice. going to get you for that one. So he was, he was surprised. It was basically a surprise. So he he wanted to meet me, obviously, after. And then uh, everyone went up to the studio and, you know, like some drinks or whatever over there. I always say, like, what do they do over at the studio? And then um, he took my number <laughs> down and then he invited me out on a date. And he took me on a date and went to Beverly Hills. And um, we ate there. We had um, it was like a nice Japanese restaurant. And it was really cool. You know, he's a really nice guy. And... Um, we had the same publicist, Rhonda Signs at the time. She's our PR. By the and, if, by the way, so, if I was a rock star, I would eat Japanese food every night. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I love Japanese. He likes Japanese too. He has a favorite restaurant. Oh yeah, that he likes going to. Yeah, it's a Japanese restaurant. I do it until I got well, yeah. so sick of it, and then and then I'd find some more sushi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a new, a That's my thing. Spot. I don't know why. It's just my thing. That's my if yeah. I was a rock star dream. My my absolute dream life: be a rock star and go eat sushi. That that's all I need. That that would be it. I wouldn't, you know, fuck everything else. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I'd you have know, to have lots know, of dates. Do what? I would have lots of dates and then lots of sushi, oh. and that's about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, but he's a, he's a great guy. Oh um, wait, I have a question. I have another yeah. question. Did you ever uh, get uh, um, confronted, or did did Ron Jeremy ever try to uh, get with you when you were going to the Rainbow Room? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it. Yes, he did. Oh my goodness, hysterical! <laughs> you would say that. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. I know him. Oh, I yeah. No, I, I I used to bump into him all the time there, and my friend got into it with him once because. Uh, he kept hitting on a, a girl that that he was that J- Ron Jeremy was there with, and Ron Ron didn't like what was what he was seeing. Like my friend wouldn't stop talking to this girl, and my friend ended up <laughs> he ended up uh, having a rough night. Let's say <laughs> not oh, something wow. I would want to do. Yeah, how did you know? Did he tell you that? How would you know? Did he no, tell you? no, you know I was there. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> No, no, I'm talking about me. You said he'd wrong time every time you oh. hit on me. Oh! Like, did you know, did he tell you? Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing like that. I don't know him like that, but, um, but I'm, I, okay. you know, just, I, I'm a... Oh, no, but he, he, yeah, we, we just, you yeah, know, he my... Tried, <laughs> go on. <laughs> no, he tried to hit on me, but, I mean, he's a cool <laughs> guy, you know? <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, Ron. And he, he wouldn't give up. I said, Ron. <laughs> no way he there's no way he would want to give up on you no way i know and every time he sees me it's the same thing every time i said ron 
like that. He just smiles. He's like, yeah, give me a call. And he goes, uh, oh, and he, he's like, can, can I just like sign your chest? I was like, no. He goes, just like right here. Just like, I, said, I don't want you to just on my chest. And then he's like, oh, come on. So I was like, okay. So like a little spot, like it's on my, okay, it's like on my right chest, whatever, like right. at the top. Like, okay, right here at the top. And so I still have a picture of it. That's I think great. I, I, video, I took a picture of it. Uh, I was like, oh my gosh. I got to see that. <laughs> yeah, I have it. That is I funny. have. I can post it up. Yeah. That's and great. He signed his name. And I was like, he was like, please. I said, no. I said, no, Ron. And I'm okay. Just, just, he's, he's a funniest guy. He's yeah. He's a good guy, though. He is an interesting yeah. guy for sure. Um, and damn it, I only have a couple more minutes um, to record. I mean, I, I'm sure we can go on a long, long time. I feel like I'm just kind of getting past all like the, the some of the you know other stuff. But uh, I, I, I know you mentioned. I, I like a lot of things that that I read about you, and, and I wanted to talk to you about. Um, uh-huh. Mainly because, gosh, I don't even know where to go with this. I, I don't even. I didn't plan it out because this was kind of last second. But um, I, I know you mentioned. Um, I work with a lot of disabled, handicapped, all kinds of uh, learning disabilities. You mentioned that you stuttered growing up. How did you overcome yeah. this? What was your path with that? Oh, wow. That was that was a hard one because that was something that I guess was genetics. Like I, it, no matter what I did, it wouldn't go away. Um, I just, it just, I just had to wait for it to, to do his course. And when I came into Hollywood, um, like I said, like I purposely tried to be mindful when I see it. We're like I do right now. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm, it's amazing to me because you sound great. You're, you're so fun to talk to. And, and oh, so, but when I read that, I, I've met so many people who have been in that situation. Some people have overcome it. And a lot of people I know still struggle with it. And um, I, so I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go on. Oh, no, no, it just went away by itself. Okay. Um, like I said, I, I, w- I willed it away. Like, I was like... Good. I was shy. I, I was extremely shy, extremely withdrawn. Um, but I had this voice inside. It's like... And I was like, oh, I'm just so mad at myself because I would try to say something. I was like, I couldn't even get it out. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, I just hated it because it's like there was so much more on the inside than you can even know. And but you, you you didn't know that because I couldn't even like you know I would get interrupted like you know stuttering so people would made fun of me and stuff I got made fun of and then uh, it went away eventually and when it went away I didn't even realize it went away um, I just like yeah. I said I just I wrote a lot of lyrics a lot and um and a lot of poetry and then just one day I just realized I wasn't stuttering anymore and I was like nice. okay this is weird <laughs> that's amazing yeah because it. it yeah, well, it used to come back. It used to like so, so like for one or two years to be gone, and then it'll come back again. Mm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I really? It. But it hasn't been back. Yeah, it hasn't been back in years. So, so I'm pretty lucky. That's amazing, and uh, I'm wondering, you know, some people have gone and and had paid major money for um for for you know, education and, and for, you know, just, I guess, speech therapy um, and, uh, and, yeah. and with no success or very little success or at the exact same pace as the other people I knew with, with a stuttering issue, 
that never did a damn thing about it like you. And it just kind of went away and they all kind of met at yeah. the same place. And, and um, I think a lot of it had to do with confidence and I don't know. I, I always think that confidence was kind of at the root of it. But like you said, even with yeah. them, it, it kind of comes back sometimes and it, it's just kind of managing life. I think it is a hard thing to do for a lot of people and um, man. And then you mix in the genetics and who knows what else. Uh, so that's an uh, inspirational. I think that's so, I think that's really inspirational and awesome. I'm, I'm Thank excited. You. Yeah. Cause I wasn't always like this. Like, hmm? I mean, like when I first started out, like I modeled because of that one reason. And for two, I looked so shy. Even though I wasn't so shy, I looked so shy. And I was like, why do I look like this? <laughs> it's it like, you know, I look so innocent. And so then I used to like put makeup on, used to, used to like, you know, do my hair. I used to wear like suits, like, you know, things like that. Uh, dress up. I used to wear like oversized suits. I look back now, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's so cute. But I wanted to look older, mm-hmm. but I didn't look older. Like now, like, like I'm a slow, um, I age slowly, extremely slowly. Seraphim, Seraphim of Nazareth, you are one freak bitch. I won't even lie about it. You are, a free, you look amazing. And so this is, uh, this is one of the most inspirational tales yet. Um, but I, I have to end this. Um, and I wanted to save just a few minutes at the very end so I could play another one of your songs, if that's cool. Okay. And, um, yes, it is. nice, nice. But, um, Man, would you come back and do another show with me? Yes, I will. Absolutely. Nice, nice. Let's do that. We'll talk more. I, um, I didn't tell you. It was, I had forty-five minutes to to do the, you know, to record this, and I could probably uh-huh. start another one, but I, I'm getting a little tired. I think maybe this will be a good <laughs> stopping point for tonight, and then if you don't mind, you know, just um, maybe we can have like this ongoing conversation and and and. You know, if you have new things to promote or anything to promote or your son or whatever, uh, you know, feel free to to come on and do it. Um, I'm just now getting into this like kind of stage where I want to only do interviews. And so I'm I'm really picking it up with that. So I I can't thank you enough to for taking time to to share some of this stuff's amazing to me Uh, from your song, like how you kind of got into that and then. Trent and and all these other crazy things. Uh, it's a really memorable forty five minutes. So thanks a lot for, no, for doing thank it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I can't wait for you. You know, to bring more to Hollywood. Especially my son. His real name is Wee Wee on Q. Yeah, I saw that. It's a strange name. It's it, is it Chinese or Japanese? Yeah, Vietnamese. Vietnamese. His dad's from Vietnam. Nice. Vietnamese Laos. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine a six foot four handsome kid, you know, coming to Hollywood doing his music and his mom is me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, let me you know? let, let's talk more about that next time. I'm gonna play this for a second. I have about a minute of it, so I'll, I'm gonna play it really quick so people can hear it. Thanks okay. again for coming on. Oh, you're welcome anytime. Listening to Inflammatory Talk, I'm Jewish producer and you have been listening to Seraphim of Nazareth. God damn it, I'm terrible with names. I was too proud to see the truth.
Until you.